Good morning and welcome to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. Today in the studio, our guests are Françoise, Sarita and Maurice. We also have Lawrence doing his magic on the panel and I'm Caroline. Meditation is not something you do. It is a state you're trying to be into. That state is called thoughtless awareness or mental silence. In that state, you are fully aware of your environment and of what is happening around you, but you are not reacting to it. You are not thinking about it. The thoughts stop. Or at least in the beginning, the space between two thoughts extends more and more. Meditation helps us to be peaceful and enjoy each moment of our lives. Meditation helps us to overcome fears, stress and depression. Meditation helps us to know ourselves, see clearly what is happening inside of us, transcend our weaknesses and become a better person. In every one of us there is a greater self. It is our own choice to meet it. So how do we achieve the state of meditation? Well, it's spontaneous. It happens with the awakening of a subtle energy that we have inside. This energy is called Kundalini. The Kundalini lies dormant in our sacrum bone, at the base of our spine, waiting for us to desire our spiritual ascent. She is benevolent, nourishing and loving. When she rises, she is going through seven energy centers, also called chakras, and cleansing them. When she reaches the sixth chakra, located on her forehead, the thoughts gradually slow down and ultimately stop. Then with regular meditation, we develop the strength of the Kundalini and improve our well-being. We also increase our awareness and our depth of understanding. Through meditation, we start evolving and the beauty and greatness of our true self start revealing to us. Enlightenment is a goal. Meditation is a way. Stay with us as later on the program we will be offering this experience of Kundalini awakening through a guided meditation. Thy presence, my life. 
you are listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. So today in the studio we have Maurice, Françoise and Sarita here for discussing with us. And um, I'm just going to start with Sarita maybe. I don't know if you're ready Sarita. Um, what is Sahaja Yoga? Um, well, the word Sahaja Yoga, it means spontaneous union. So um, basically anyone who desires to get the awakening of the kundalini energy which is based in the sacrum bone uh, it only take if you desire to get that awakening then it will happen for you and later on in the program we'll actually go through a guided meditation that will allow that energy to actually rise up through your um, spine it pierces through the top of your head and gives you a connection to the all-pervading power. So the spontaneous union, that's what Sahaja Yoga means. And once you have that connection, uh, that enables you to go into the state of thoughtless awareness, which is the meditation, that the state of meditation that we talk about. And uh, what, why do you want to be in that state? Um, when you achieve that state of thought, thoughtless awareness through this connection to the all-pervading power, that, <clears throat> that kundalini energy is a source of nourishment for your subtle system. So basically it corrects, corrects any imbalances in your system and any kind of negative things that we might be experiencing just in our daily lives like stress or anger or uh, depression all of those things just by practicing the meditation and going into being able to go into that state of thoughtless awareness all those things drop away and we can experience um, the positive qualities that we all have within us and you spoke about subtle system what does it mean subtle system um, so within all of us, we have uh, three channels. There's um, the center channel, which was where that kundalini energy rises. And that's that center uh, corresponds with just being in the present moment. So you're speaking and about energy centers, right? In, uh, energy going through you, right? Uh, that, yeah, that's right. Um, what, what happens within all of us, we have this left and right side. They correspond to our emotional side and our more active thinking doing side and basically we tend to get a bit out of balance all of us do for whatever reason and so what that kundalini energy does it helps to bring your whole system back into balance and when you're in balance then you can experience that state of meditation but also your whole life just tends to flow a lot easier things just work out for you and you can enjoy yourself a lot more and yeah get you don't get so stressed all of those type of things mm. and how long have you been practicing meditation um a long time <laughs> <laughs> so does it get better as you go oh yeah it's does a, it get a, easier it's a well i mean it, it's an ongoing process of cleansing and clear, clearing and and learning and um, yeah, it's a continual process of improvement, basically. Mm. And good morning, Maurice. Good morning. <laughs> what, 
Where are you from, Maurice? I'm from Israel. Okay. And um, you're very young, so I can ask you, how old are you? I'm 22 years old. 22. And how, how long have you been practicing uh, meditation for? Uh, for five years already. Five years? Yeah, that's right. And um, how and why did you start? Well, I started because um, my mom, she was very interested in it and uh, in meditation and in, in uh, lives, previous, uh, future, all these things. And uh, she made me also be very interested in, in all the subjects. And I started to read all kinds of materials and try, I was started to try all kinds of meditations and, and techniques and things. But uh, only when I was introduced to sad yoga, that was actually the first thing which I could really feel and which really worked for me. So that's why I, I st I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say it worked for you, what do you mean it worked for you? Well, I many things which I tried before, I couldn't feel actually something happening. So there was a very nice story behind it and people, many people, they were try, trying to do this or... But in, when I came, when I started to do Sahaja Yoga, I actually started to feel uh, improvements and I started to feel relaxed and I started to feel all kinds of things happening inside me, like happiness and uh, silence and I started to feel very much protected. I don't I there was I couldn't I couldn't at that stage I couldn't I didn't know exactly why I felt like this but uh, this is something which it was very I could feel it very strongly and it came straight away or how long it took to well, start feeling the changes inside you well it took me because I I was when I, when I started I was very like extreme <laughs> I really I used to took I Everything, everything I did was like full time, twenty-four <laughs> seven. <laughs> so, so I started to do very for long, like m lots of hours and all that. So, so quite quickly, I think. So maybe in the first month, first month I started to feel all kinds of things and and um, had really really nice meditations. Mm -hmm. Really, really nice experiences of silence and all that. So I was about to say, what is a nice meditation? Wow, a nice meditation <laughs> is first of all when you sit down and you feel totally relaxed, and you feel you, you don't have thoughts, and just sit there, and you feel like you can sit forever, and you enjoy the sitting, and uh, and you feel inside yourself like your own internal world. And uh, and you feel you feel uh, you feel all kinds of feelings. Like uh, you can feel happiness, or you can feel silence, or you can feel uh, satisfaction, or just uh, just you can feel um, so many so many nice things. It just depends how 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 sensitive you are and how how clean your system is. Mm. Your chakras and energy centers yeah if it, it fills you with uh, happiness and satisfaction I think it's really yeah yeah and um, 
I was going to say, uh, now maybe you can go to Taroganzu <laughs> if you want to, because <laughs> you need to meet your friend and, and maybe Françoise can join us. And um, I was going to ask Sarita, because uh, when you're in meditation and you feel this, uh, this bliss of meditation, you also feel vibrations. And uh, vibrations is uh, like a coolness coming onto onto your hands, onto your head, but it's just uh, coolness goes all in your body and your your body emanates this, this coolness and it makes you feel really relaxed and uh, fulfilled and you have no other purpose, basically. No other needs, no no other planning, no, no, other, no past anymore. It's just this absolute uh, fulfillment of yourself. So I was just uh, going to ask Sarita, what's your experience of vibrations, Sarita? Like if you have any uh, any story with vibrations that you like to to share, it's a bit uh, a hard question. <laughs> I give maybe Francois you can join us, and um, and we give uh, a little bit of time to Sarita to think about it. <laughs> Thank you, Maurice. So we're just swapping at the moment. It's a live program, so <laughs> we're going with it. So, okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> Basically, like these vibrations, um, the vibrations are basically love and the cool vibrations that you feel like sometimes or when you sit to meditate, you can just, you sit, when we meditate, we sit with our hands palm upwards on our lap and when the vibrations are good, it means that you, you feel this cool breeze actually coming across your hand, blowing across your hands and maybe maybe on the top of your head and <coughs> excuse me um so when the vibrations are strong it's just a beautiful feeling of of calm and peace and joy um i can't think of an actual example right now <laughs> no but that's that's really yes. I, I mean it talks to me when you speak like this is exactly okay. what you feel so um, the personality that brought self-realization to us is Sri Mataji Nirmaladevi. And many people in this world feel the deepest respect and devotion for Sri Mataji because she dedicated her life to guide humanity through the spiritual path. Not only she developed a technique to raise people's Kundalini, but she found a way to do it en masse. And then she traveled the world to teach human beings how to transcend their lives through meditation. Self-realization and meditation has transformed the life of many people in the world. I must say, including mine. And we would like to now offer you the opportunity to try it, so you can see for yourself the positive effect meditation could have in your own life. So Sarita is going to take us through a guided meditation that will enable the awakening of your Kundalini energy. So just sit down and relax if you can stop anything you're doing. Okay, so um, if you'd like to just, I mean, if you're kind of doing something, you might like to just stop for 10 minutes, just sit down and just listen um, as we go through this guided meditation. Uh, the best thing is to sit and take your shoes off because um, it's better to have a connection with the earth. Um, so if you just take your shoes off and... While when we do this, we have our two hands palm upwards on our lap 
and you might like to just close your eyes um, just let your attention just completely relax and listen to the music and we go through the guided meditation so the kundalini energy that we've spoken of it's a feminine energy and it's a nourishing nurturing energy that we call mother so the mother kundalini just as a mother nurtures a child this kundalini energy starts to cleanse and clear and nurture our system so we can manifest all the positive qualities so if you'd like to just put your right hand on the left side of your heart and we'll just ask just in your mind just quietly just a couple of times just say to yourself mother kundalini am i the spirit am i the spirit So you can take your hand down um, to the upper part of the stomach, so just under the rib cage there on the left-hand side of your body. And just ask here the question, Mother Kundalini, am I my own teacher or am I my own master? can take the hand down again to the hip area on the left hand side of the body and you can say mother kundalini am i the pure knowledge am i the pure knowledge So the kundalini energy actually rises up our spine and pierces through the top of our head, connecting us to the all-pervading power. And this all-pervading power is the source of all the pure knowledge, of all the love, all the joy, all the satisfaction. So now you can just say, Mother Kundalini, I am the pure knowledge. Because once we have that connection, we are connected to the source of all of these things. I am the pure knowledge. And then you can take your hand 
back up to the under the rib cage on the left hand side. And as we are the pure knowledge, then we can be our own master and our own teacher. Mother Kundalini, I am my own master. our hand on the left side of the heart again. Mother Kundalini, I am the spirit. I am the spirit. And this spirit, which is the reflection of God within us, is the source of all the joy. The Kundalini, I am the spirit. And then we will take our hand to the neck and the shoulder on the, on the left hand side. If you just put your hand on your shoulder there, or the side of your neck. You can turn your head slightly to the right and just say, Mother Kundalini, I am not guilty. I am not guilty of anything. So the Kundalini energy allows us to be in the present moment. And in that present moment, the past doesn't exist and therefore the guilt just means nothing. So oh, if we do feel guilty, it stops us from being in that present moment. So Mother Kundalini, I am not guilty. We can then put our hand across our forehead and the center can get constricted if we can't forgive. So we just have to say, Mother Kundalini, I forgive everyone, including myself. So if you can't forgive, the, uh, the only person that you're going to really be troubling is yourself. So just to forgive everyone, just let go. It allows you to go into that state of thoughtless awareness and get the benefits of the meditation.
Mother Kundalini, I forgive everyone, including myself. And at the back of the head, so you can just tilt your head back slightly, just put your hand on, on the back of the head and just say, Mother Kundalini, forgive me for any mistakes I may have made in the past. So anything that has I've done against my spirit in the past, that's we just let go of that and Mother Kundalini, please forgive me. And then you can just, um, I might like to just take your hand down for a minute. What we're going to do is we stretch the fingers right apart and if you just put the very centre of the palm on the top of the head, so this is the fontanelle bone, it's a soft spot in a newborn baby. If you just place the centre of your palm right on that spot, just press down slightly and just rotate your the scalp just slowly in a clockwise direction and just ask Mother Kundalini please let me feel the peace and the silence of my self-realization which is the connection to the all-pervading power So if you just rotate your hand just clockwise a couple more times asking please give me my self-realization please allow me to feel that peace and silence and then if you just lift your hand up you can take your hand up quite high above your head so sometimes right just above your head you might feel a bit of heat coming out but if you take your hand up higher you might be able to feel a cool breeze actually emitting from the top of your head and if you're feeling that that's great you can just take your hand down so you have your two hands palm upwards on your lap and then you just sit for as long as you can, just keeping your attention in that space above your head.
I was telling you, we do not know our powers. Only one thing you have to do is to desire. You have to desire that let my, my, my vibrations be all right, let my chakras be cleared out, let me be in the center, in the balance. Just you have to desire. I mean, it's such a simple thing to desire, but that also we cannot do. Our desires are something else, not what we have to be. Just you have to desire that let me be a clean sajogi, let me be a solid sajogi. There are mediocres who can never be. I'm not talking about them. But so many can be very high up, can be very high up in sajogi, but their desires are not yet being fully manifested, that is a damping effect of so many things I have told you about. So if supposing you have to catch the plane, then you don't get down on the way somewhere and stay out. In the same way when your Kundalini has to rise, you can see everything that's happening, but keep yourself aloof because you have to reach your point and that is through this Mahalakshmi principle. It's a principle that is so detached. It is the nourishing principle within us, which nourishes our centers, which nourishes our characters, which nourishes our religion, that is Vishwa Nirmala Dharma. It nourishes everything. It nourishes our brain, our intellect, everything it nourishes. This Mahalakshmi principle, above all, it is the balancing, it balances you. If you are overdoing something, then it gives you a kind of a push. If you are not doing anything, again, it works in such a manner that it balances you. So this is the guiding factor for you, this Mahalakshmi principle, which works out. Everything, you can say, that is balancing the equilibrium and the wisdom. As the light of Mahalakshmi principle starts, the wisdom dawns upon you. But the greatest of all is the love, love for God, love for Truth. And you thrive on that love. Just you are there. I mean, I asked him, why so many are here? They said, for the puja. Why? It's, it's a sign that you are great surgeries that you are here because of puja, that you understand the value of puja and that you need the puja, that you enjoy because it is nourishing to you, is a very good thing because that shows that you are very much there, you are very much understanding the importance of right things and you want to do it at any cost. All these desires are significant because they show that you are in the Mahalakshmi principle and you want to keep on that one. I would say there's a simple one that you can do, is just to be on my Kundalini. If you can, just try to be in my Kundalini, on my Kundalini, just put attention. You can, all of you can. Any problem, just put your attention onto my Kundalini and you'll be all right. You'll just become thoughtless because there's no thought. This is the best way to do it, is to just 
solve all problems by putting attention on my Kundalini, and by that your ego will definitely dissolve, because then you will know that Mother is doing everything, I am doing nothing, so why should I be proud of it? Also the conditionings will dissolve, because my Kundalini is absolutely pure. It's not attached to anyone. It's not even attached to Sajoga. It's not attached to anyone. The job it has got to do is to nourish everything. If it can nourish, well and good. If it does not nourish, well and good. It depends on what do you want. You want to be nourished, all right, so the Kundalini is there, the Mahalakshmi principle is there, it will nourish you. But if you don't want, nobody is going to force you in any way. Nobody is going to jump on you or form a, some sort of a formidable uh, operation, nothing of the kind. It's just like a river Ganges, you can see, which is flowing. Now, if you want, you can fill up your pictures. If you don't want, she's not going to enter into your pictures. She's not going to come in your house and put it, get into your pictures. So there has to be a desire to get it, and that is what is called is bhakti. Bhakti is the desire, the devotion to get the joy of bhakti. It's such a beautiful thing. I wish I could do the bhakti to someone, but I can't do Because I see you, when you are in bhakti, you just get lost into it, so much you enjoy such an enjoyable thing. Then you don't think, you just enjoy the bhakti. And that's what is the most uh, coveted, highest uh, state, where you are just one with the Divine and just swimming in the ocean of joy. So this Mahalakshmi principle is to be preserved and has to be always watched and looked into. And the blessings of Mahalakshmi, are so many that I tell you, I cannot even tell them in one lecture, I'll have to give at least ten lectures. But you yourself know what are the blessings of this Mahalakshmi principle. The greatest is the complete self-contentedness, absolutely self-content. You don't want to grab something, you want to run after something. It's just self-content. You don't want any publicity, you don't want any comfort, nothing. You are comfortable in your spirit. This is the greatest blessing of this Mahalakshmi principle. And if that is so, then why not we look after our Mahalakshmi principle and forget about the rest? Last of all, when it enters into your brain, then the virata is manifesting and you become collective, absolutely collective. Such a beautiful thing is to be collective. There was a girl who went to Sicily and she was in a restaurant eating something alone and then she looked at somebody else and that girl also looked at her and this one got up and came to her and she said, they were not bearing batches. They said, have you been to Sri Mataji? Yes. Have you been? Yes. We are Sajogis? Yes. 
and then they just embraced each other with such joy in a far fetched place somewhere Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program and we just experienced our first meditation with the awakening of our Kundalini energy so I would like you to close your eyes again and take your right hand to the top of your head just give yourself a gentle massage with a pressure on the fontanelle and then lift your hand maybe 10-20 centimeters above your head And see if you can feel a gentle, cool breeze caressing your hand. This is a manifestation of your Kundalini. So we are going to now discuss a subject of bhakti or devotion. And um, Françoise came next to me to discuss that subject. So, Françoise, what is bhakti? I know Shumataji told us a little bit in the talk, but what is bhakti with your words? Hmm. So, bhakti means um, devotion. Now, I think we have to go from the start, like what are we devoted to in our lives? Like, uh, what is important in our lives, first of all? Um, I think if we are like every, every people, like in our everyday life, uh, we are devoted to, to our jobs, perhaps, or to our family, or what do we do the first thing in the morning when we get up? I know some people, they rush to their computers, for example, you know? Or to TV. <laughs> or to TV, or a uh, mobile phone, a uh, cigarette, um, <laughs> take a pill or something, or coffee, cup of coffee, or anything. Like, what are we devoted to? What are we, what are we prone to? What do we, what's important for us in our lives? Um, I think computer is like a god nowadays, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> computer does everything. We can't live without it, <laughs> basically. So what are we attached to also, perhaps? 
so the first point is this. Mm, are we devoted to our computers or now some people um, are devoted to they like perhaps to go in the garden in the morning and watch their flowers grow their vegetables grow or they'll go into their children's room and see their children sleeping are they sleeping <laughs> uh, or they pat their pets you know or go to their fish tank or whatever <laughs> like it's all very nice <laughs> <laughs> it's again Uh, perhaps as well, I think the people who are going into their gardens or to children or to animals is like it's already a bit kind of a spiritual seeking there. Like they feel good when they go to their garden. They feel because you see, devoted to means if you have devoted, you have devotion to something means you consider that thing to be a little bit higher than you. So people who go to their gardens, they realize that. They just put some seed in the Mother Earth and then suddenly there's all these beautiful flowers coming out and all these vegetables and we're not doing anything, are we? We're just putting a seed there and it's just all happening. We cannot create a seed uh, ourselves. So I think yeah, someone... Monsantos is trying. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Monsantos, you know, this American company is <laughs> trying to... Uh, oh, well, they can uh, try. Maybe they think God. <laughs> try into their right side and ego and, and, and try it and, and see because they have to experiment. I think we have to experiment as a human being because we have this tendency to think that we're doing everything. So we do have to experiment to understand that at the end we're not doing anything. So that's the scientists. A lot of scientists actually are very spiritual people because they've went to the extreme of it and they understand that God is in everything and what is God God is love. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, basically what it is. So um, I think people who, who, are, who are a little bit more spiritual is because they understand that something else is doing everything. So I think this is the first point of devotions. Once we understand that, we can start to like this. Uh, if I go to my garden to watch my flowers grow, it's because it gives me some enjoyment. It, it makes me happy to see those beautiful flowers. Uh, so what is what's the source of that joy and happiness and uh, that's because i think there is um, god or love that is in these flowers it's, it's also within us isn't it mm. because it created us too so so it reflects in us and then we, there's a connection that happened there i said oh i know this feeling it's in me too and then we feel that start feeling that union And that's how we feel the happiness when we can start feeling the resemblance that there's something similar there that is in there and in us. And that's, I think that's how we, we want to develop that. Mm -hmm. And I think the devotion, the devotion and the bhakti and the worship is that we would like to know more about, about that and about ourselves then. And I think this is like a way, it's a journey, it's a path. Uh, we, we walk on that path and we want to meet that love, that God. We want to, to know it better. We want to be one with it better mm. so we can experiment that totality. So if people are, in, are devoted in their life to what they can sometimes only, like work or like they have to do what they can as well. So how do they move their devotion from, from basic computers and work to love of God, to merge into the ocean of love? How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Shimataji said it in the talk. Um, you have to have the desire. And the desire will come if we, 
if you experience, and unfortunately we are human beings again and we have to sometimes understand so a hard you know a hard path act through some problems some difficulties and then when you face some difficulties then suddenly you know you think oh gee this is a bit too much i can't cope with this this is making me stressful this is making me sick something is wrong and then then the desire come that there must be something else i'm not doing something right and uh, i'm reacting i'm overreacting um then you want to find some issue out of that mm. and then the desire come that please i, I need some relief I think those people who are really into computers and, and nothing else, that's the only way. Uh, perhaps they, you know, they have to be close to a heart attack or something mm -hmm. to realize that. You know, because uh, it does affect our system. Wha what gives you the desire for God is a pure desire within you. And how do you feed that? How do you get it if you don't have it already? Or how do you make it bigger? <laughs> It's a very hard question. I don't. I probably don't have the answer. My <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, meditation would be definitely helping. Mm. I think if you try, um, it is a difficult question to make it bigger. It's all depending on you. How far you? How far you go? How far you are? Uh, some people straight away they feel that connection. They want it. They they like it. Uh, some people, they don't, they're not interested, but they're also not interested because in our world, from the time you go to school, what, uh, what we learn is competition, you have to achieve, you have to, so we are in this kind of... You have uh, to know more, always know, knowledge is more important than... Yeah, than we are in this kind of uh, vicious circle, like we are, on, it's like a prison, you know, a jail mm. that we have to do this, we have to do that to fit in, to be like everyone. And, and so that's, if everybody's like this, then that means I have to be like that too. Mm. Even if perhaps when you were a teenager or a child, you, you could feel that little thing within yourself, that love, but then you thought nobody else is that sensitive or feels it, then you just push it back and then you think, okay, I just have to do that and yeah. develop that. And then you feel you don't fit in. You, like a lot of people yeah. actually, I meet that practice meditation, they had this feeling in their childhood or, or teenage of not fitting in. Mm. And um, exactly. I, I think it's, it's probably a category of people. Mm. And I don't know why there is a category of people being seeking the truth and not being satisfied with material world. But maybe it's a past life thing. Maybe they've been seeking all all those many many lives, yeah. coming back today and and waiting for mm. for more for the bliss of God. That's right. But you know you can see in teenagers and everything. You know, they will buy all these things and they will want all these things, but they're not happy. We have so many problems. We are we are teenagers at the moment because I mean we suddenly see it because they don't have the love, they don't have the attention, they don't have the love, and it's something else that's missing, and they don't know what it is. I think now we arrive at the point that people are, are getting stressed and are getting sick because there's something missing and they don't know what it is. And they just have to... Some people go to their own religion, you know, like they will go... Uh, I've done that myself before coming to Sahaj. I would go to the church and I, I would just... The only thing I lacked when I was going to the church is to hear the Bible. <laughs> and then I would go where Mary was, you know, like the statue of Mary. I don't know why. I was not interested in anything else, <laughs> the mess and everything. It's just I, I didn't like it. I didn't like anything. But I liked this, and I don't know why. I just was drawn, drawn to it, drawn, drawn to it, because I could feel something there. I don't know what it mm. was. You know, so there's a lot of people who are also in religions, are very spiritual, uh, in whatever religion it is. 
And the thing is that if they are honest, if they are sincere, they will certainly meet God. Their Kundalini will certainly rise at some point, you mm -hmm. know. But if they are, uh, if they become fanatical, fanatical mm -hmm. and they, they, they ritualistic, exactly, because devotion can be also mm -hmm. for those people very uh, ritualistic, and it's like something very dry. You have to start with this, then the next thing is like that, and then if you don't do this, something mm -hmm. bad is going to happen to you. Are you not a good mm -hmm. uh, Christian or Muslim or Hindu, whatever? Mm -hmm. So the religion. People who are um, spiritual and are into religion, they'll be all right if they really uh, are really honest in their connection to God. Want, wanted to not wanted God, not wanting again the power, the competition within the religion. With you know, mm. I mean, yeah. And um, how is meditation helping for your bhakti, or how bhakti is helping for your meditation? Mm. I don't know how to phrase it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when Maurice was, you know, trying to explain what he felt, you know, what he was feeling during meditation, that's exactly what it is. I think we could all relate to, to that. First, you know, for example, you're not feeling well and, and you know, you're feeling completely out of balance and or you've been, you know, uh, having an argument with your boss or whatever and come out and sit down and meditate, raise your kundalini and then start to calm down this right side and this left side, this ego and super ego we have on the top of the head. And then when the, the Kundalini rises, as Shemataji was saying in the tape, um, it's the Mahalakshmi principle within us is awakened. That means it's uh, enlightening this middle path within ourselves, which is the center, which is the present. So slowly, by doing this, rising up and then connecting to the top of her head, the ego and super ego starts to come down, calm down, and so the reactions are less, whether it's on one side or the other. It means whether we are upset or angry or whether we are very depressed and sad. And slowly it calm down, those reactions calm down, and then slowly we, we become, we feel the, the quality of the Kundalini, which is like love, huh? it's a pure love. And then it, it smooths down everything, and then we relax, and then we, we get drenched. It's like suddenly we have all this, it's like a shower of vibrations. It mm. comes down on us. And then when we feel this, we are so grateful. <laughs> we feel this gratefulness. It is so beautiful. We cannot describe it. It's like being one with the totality. It's not, we're not that little, you know. Um, yeah, Shumata, you said the drop meets the ocean and becomes the ocean. Exactly. So it's merging into this great power and love that's right and not just being it yes. because you're merging to it yeah so we know we don't exist anymore in that in that sense of you know uh, my name and my ego my mm. super ego what i want what i don't want but uh, we are just one with this and it's complete bliss mm. and and we want to have that all the time so we do bhakti we can express bhakti in a very different way especially through our creative power like some people will sing some people will dance some people will write poetries uh, and then when we do it, it, because it creates vibrations, because it's coming out of pure desire, it creates vibrations and then it brings, it, it, it brings you back into that connection again and it's so nice, you know? Mm. Okay. The, the, the creativity in us is just to help us get there a little bit more if we're not feeling that, that good at the moment. Mm. And then it... Because creativity expresses feelings. It doesn't express the brain. No. It expresses the feelings. It should. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it does. <laughs> 
<laughs> it should actually be connected to the spirit within us, mm. which is that reflection of God. Right, that little in our heart. Yeah, mm. that is reflecting, that is able to connect to that whole that mm. exists within us. And then when it does, then it goes to the top of the head and then it, it merges with the rest. Yeah. I like to add that um, Bhakti is, if I try to feel Bhakti in my heart, I feel it's the meaning of my life. Mm. Like we've, we've been created in all this, what we call Maya, all this illusion world. And um, where do we have our attention? Is that on the mat material things? Is that on our problems? Is that on people's problem? Or is that on what's greater around us? On the, on the children, you said it, on the flowers, on the beauty inside everybody. Even everybody has problems and, and things that are a little bit less pleasant. But there's also beauty in everybody. The real bhakti and what really would please God the most is that we actually cleanse ourselves so much that nothing can affect us. So we're always in that state. So the real bhakti, it's actually to, to clear ourselves in, in everyday life. We have to watch ourselves, witness ourselves so that whatever comes to us, we are able to not react. We can feel this anger or this upset feeling coming up and then we can watch it and then it will disappear. But we're not giving it to it. We're not nourishing it. So we're just staying connected to that power and that's so we only feel the pure love. So we can be one with the divine mm. and we can become that drop in the ocean. <laughs> well, we were supposed to have a meditation for <laughs> When I said to Françoise, can you do a six-minute meditation, she laughed. <laughs> and now it's a one-minute meditation. <laughs> do you still want to do it or should we Yes, it's very easy. Just, so just sit down, please. Yeah. It will be very short, but close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. We just relax and we just bring our attention back on the top of our head like Sarita guided through. And not long ago, so we just put attention back on the top of the head. And we just desire. Desire is like a prayer. So we just desire, we pray to our own Kundalini within us. Please, Mother Kundalini, purifies all my desires. Mother Kundalini, bring me to you, Lotus Feet. Make me humble. Please, Mother Kundalini, let me know myself. Let me be one with you.
It's now time to say goodbye. So we hope you've enjoyed the program today. And if you want to learn about true meditation, uh, you can join a program in one of our centers. We have many around Sydney and around the world. So you can go to a website. It's www.freemeditation.com. It's www.freemeditation.com. And you can find which program is near your area. Um, bye for now. Thank you.